It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello everybody and welcome to the Celtic Unfit Review podcast. My name is Ryan Clifford. Well, it's another positive um, week we've just had again, uh, lads. Uh, Sam and JP join me this week. Um, the European conference draw has been made, which we'll obviously speak about. Um, we will get William, um, who obviously is on the podcast, a former agent, to he'll come in soon and speak about obviously Bodo Glump um, in a bit more detail. Um, he's actually done a big article on his Twitter, um, if anybody's interested, to give him a wee retweet. Um, it's, a, it's a brilliant article on Wodo Gump, which we've also read, and again, it's given us a more insight in what we're going to be facing um, <coughs> next year. Um, obviously, JP, um, Ross County tomorrow, mate. Um, start off for Ross County tomorrow. Um, another important game. Obviously, will we have strikers? Will we know who's going to be playing up front? I think that's a big question. But again... <laughs> To see a call night at Stoke, they were a call night at Dingwall, um, the Mora. So, we don't know if some of the players, as you says, will they be up to it? Will we know be? It's one, it's one of the games where you look, this like maybe the other day against uh, last week against United. Could this be a, a, a day with drop points? Could this be a day with drop points? And I think people will be waiting for us to drop the Mora. And let's hope we don't. Hi, first of all, good evening, lads. Um, I definitely, Ryan. Um, uh, the old Ricky Fulton sketch in it years and years ago. Who the fuck wants to be Dingwall this time of the year? Uh, it could have been better. Um, but no, uh, you've got to win titles, you've got to win trophies. These are the places you have to go and show a good account of yourself and show what you're made of and hopefully get the job done. It's always going to be tough when you get up there because we know, we know what to expect. They're going to make it stuffy. We stay there and we park. Probably not going to be the best weather conditions either. Uh, I would imagine you think we're bad, it's going to be worse up north. Um, especially at this time of the year, a week away from Christmas almost. So, no, I'm not expecting the greatest of games. Met of the team, uh, can I see he's having a striker again? Going with Big Angie's presser for the day. Um, looks very dull in that sort of side of the department, you know. Um, he was asked about Kyogo and he wasn't really getting too much away. 
He said if he's fit for a cup final, I'll play him, but I'll speak with a medical team or a jargon. Uh, if you ask me, I think Kyogo's ready for the the cup final, and I think he's saving him for the cup final. I think he knows he, he maybe a. Don't know whether he's on social media, range, I doubt it, but I think he might have heard of some of the backlash because there was a lot of your fans weren't happy that Kyogo played against Betis when I get even after his injury. Um, and I do think that he's probably maybe learned his lesson when he knows, especially with the squad dropping up flies the way they are. And it's a bit of a, 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 bit of a flicky sort of patch we're going through now because they're all dropping the same injury. If you look at all the injuries, it's or the back of their legs they're holding when they're limping off. So, and then we hear again today that Mikey Johnson, that wasn't a tactical move, but, he, you know, he's another one that's uh, possibly struggling an offer game time for the Mora. So, uh, it's not the best situation to be in. But, um, squad-wise, I think the boys, a lot of the boys are, you know, they've got, they're coming into that gritty stage of the season. Let's hope they've got a bit between their teeth and we can... Stay on the coattails or a mob across the water. I think that's the main thing, mate. Um, is getting the three points. I know we want to play this attacking football and that the philosophy that Andrew's got, everything's got to be three and four. But as we have said, this stage of the season, Christmas time, especially away to Ross County, I know we know Ross County are the best of teams, but as we seem to be Livingston, they will. Maybe put 10, 11 men behind the ball, try and counter attack you. We are, we are attack basically, and maybe we will be in tap most of the game, like we always are against most teams in Scotland. And but as much as we've been so defensively, you know, mate, that we're always at a liability to concede a goal, we've always got a liability to make a mistake. We have been for years, no, just about in Angie's teams, it was the same with O'Neill, it was the same with Rodgers, we still made a wee mistake here and there. Um, and again, Sam, Ross County, as much as they're not really on form, it will be a tough game. I still think we've got the quality without a striker. As much as I don't want us to play there, um, as I said on the podcast the other night, a game or two without a striker, you can make do with but any longer than that, and you're kind of going to territory you don't want to get into. Um, and I just hope the more I, if it means that Moffat's going to be on the bench to find no one, Dawson's on the bench, it's just a, a, an attacking option because who do you play up front if Michael Johnson's not going to be playing? Do you put a bad up front? Do you change your... I don't think he'll change his formation, but you could play three to back with two wing-backs and three at midfield. I don't know how he's going to date Sam, but as a tricky, as a tricky tie, I would say. I know, I don't disagree. Um, and obviously, as Jackie said, it's the type of play season games that you need to go and obviously get points because they're the game, the game sorry, that ultimately decides leagues. It's not the, the game, big games against Rangers or whoever else. It's the wee small up nitty gritty games. But I just, I, as you say, I, I think we have got the quality, regardless if Kyogo goes out, which obviously I think he will be. Um, I just, I, but at the same time, it's just us. It's typically us to go to somewhere like this and end up losing points, whether it be obviously losing all three or a draw or whatever. But I still think we've got it in us to go and obviously do a job and I hope we do. Because I know last season, I think the first game against Ross County last season, I think it was 5-0 or 5-1 out up and done really well against I think it was Shane Duffy's first goal, I'm sure. Um, and again, I know that, but that was the last time of year. 
it's very different. I know people people maybe say you are talking baloney, but we've all played football in some capacity. <laughs> some players don't like it up to ding wall on a Wednesday night. Like Mike Samaras used to hate it. Even football players have said you played them on a Wednesday night against Ross County. Sometimes you think, nah, don't fancy it. Rangers, oh, I can't fancy it. It's just the way footballers are, but I can see his... I can't see his starting points personally because I just think we're on the new where... And let's be honest, I know it's a cup final Sunday, so players are playing for the cup final place as well. Um, I know that this team kind of picks itself with injuries, but if somebody comes in like, I don't know, just, just say James McCarthy comes in the morning and plays brilliant, he's maybe saying, oh, I'll buy a play on Sunday. So... It's a, it's a game it's a game again for guys to prove themselves for the cup final Sunday. But I think yes, yeah, Sam agree with you. I think we should have enough quality. Um but again you've got to respect for way Ross County. Um JP, it's a home part, still want to come to the game to us, so what time to take a scalp. And they might see similar to when obviously the Scottish Cup game last year when you put off them, we were not really in a good bit of form, the squad wasn't looking good. They must have thought this is a crack team to play Celtic and they might be that now because they're thinking Yes, and a good one, but they've no striker. They've got a lot, a few injuries, key players out. This could be a chance to take a scalp, so we've got to be on our guard. Absolutely. Um, you're probably you're looking at a, a team that's fighting for survival as well, Ryan, in a sense. Uh, I believe I'm saying this, but if you look at they're down the bottom of the table, uh, their joint bottom uh, with St. Johnson, both of them are on 14 points. And I mean, St. Johnson, um, obviously, they've got a game of mate as well. They're a team that won the two domestic cups last season as well, so I wouldn't have thought they would have been done where they are you know. Uh, it just shows you football's a funny old game, as they say. And, um, but Ross County, um, I don't see why they wouldn't try and win tomorrow. But as you said, they're at home. You know, uh, players are probably nothing major to fear. They take a doing, they take a doing. It's not going to... I don't think... Even winning for them tomorrow, is going, I don't think they're going to have a dramatic impact on you know where they are in the league. They're still going to be mm. relatively third bottom, second bottom or last in the league at the outcome of the game tomorrow, regardless of whether they take a beating or... But nobody wants to take a doing half any, any of the bigger teams in the league. But um, no, it's, it's a game they'll be wanting to win and they'll be wanting to make it as tough as possible to make it less easy for us to go and apply our game. It's like he says, you bring a boy Moffat in, he showed his hunger and desire when you get on the team at pre-season. I think his first game he scored. Um, was it Sheffield Wednesday? Get a goal? Sheffield Wednesday, yeah. Right, um, and he's, he's had a couple of wee cameos here and there. And any time he's played the boys, he's, it's looked really positive for him. Um, so he'll be full of life and full of confidence. I know him and Rocco Vatter have, have kind of been doing well for the coach team as well. Another boy, Ben Miley. Um, they're all attack minded players for the coach team. You just said yourself, the boy Dawson, I think they brought him up for Scunthorpe. So, um, aye, as I say, it'll be good to have, you know, a good experience for these boys as well because Ross County is a tough place to go for any team, not just, not just uh, your average team in the league. The best team in the league as well, including Celtic and that mob across the water. I'll always find it kind of tough going there. Uh, but it's, it's not the ideal, in my opinion, it's not the ideal preparation for a cup final. Because you'd be wanting to, you know, stamp good authority on it to get his bouncing off the coach and buzzing for Sunday. 
No, I agree, mate. I think as well, obviously, because you've got the striking options to a Mamamo going to Ross County, and then you've got a cup final on Sunday. As you say, obviously the cup finals are a back burner because you, you need three points. You need to win the league, you need three points. But it's Swarry ones. It's somewhat of the pop, it's not somewhat the better game, but he's got a dilemma, I was saying, who he plays because he's, you've got one horn, you've got a silver on your hands maybe on Sunday. Or three points to the time when you league it's I, I, I know in football the next game is always the most important Sam but he's, he's, he, he, I think his players they must have won nine Sunday Abad is a player I've won the semis before in the finals and the, the, the wee league game before you just want to stay injury free and no be, no be injured for the finals so some of these players will be thinking that as well as much as we want the three points I think it will be the back burner but as I just says obviously we need to get the three points and You've got to play your best team, but at the moment, Sam, as what uh, JP says here, if Johnston might not be playing, they might be on the bench. Forrest is injured with the looks here. You're no striker. And obviously, what Andrew says on his press conference, there was no mention about young players coming up the bench or no players starting. So, is it really the same team as during the week? Apart from maybe somebody can run for, for uh, Forrest, it's just tumble play again. And as much as people give Tumble a bit of stick, eh, Sam, for a few guys in the radio phone down and says, oh, he's, he didn't have a great rest of games, but he's doing a false nine. He's no a number nine. He's no used to playing in that position. And if you actually look at his stats of the game, most of the touches was outside the box. So that tells you that tells you the story. He, he doesn't want to be in the box. He's no a penalty box player. Um, but I think no matter who's up front, it's got a, I don't want to say a graveyard shift because they're still quality players and they all get chances, but if you're not used to playing up front, Sam, it's it's a hard, hard shift to play, especially when you're maybe going to be playing up up yourself because you don't know how the wingers are going to be, how Ross are going to play. So it could be a bit of a hard shift tomorrow for whoever's up front. Aye, I don't I don't disagree with that. I think I think you're probably looking at the same front three, but maybe one of the young boys because I seen on Twitter Moffat did train with the first team. Mm-hmm. Um so I know he well, I'm not saying he, I think he'll be on the bench, but it is, as you say, it's a hard sort of graphs or if it's going to be Turnbull or a badder or whoever it's going to be. Because any game's obviously difficult, but obviously, as we've said before as well, going up to Dingwall, trying to play that for 90 minutes, it's going to be hard. So I, I feel sorry for whoever's got the, the hard job tomorrow night. Because obviously, the way we play JP, it is technically free up front, but when you've got a guy who isn't used to pressing, he, he will get cooked, let's be fair, after 60 minutes, 65 minutes, he will, he will need subs, and I was surprised, I can understand why uh, in the weekend's game that he didn't make any more subs than that he did, but I was sitting thinking with 10 minutes ago, freshen things up here, the guys are tired, we've got a game during the week, two games next week, but again, is he thinking, if I bring somebody on, and they get injured, they get a backlash again, he can't win, <laughs> so to some fans, maybe me, I, I've given a lot of stick for the Kugel situation, um, I actually watched open goal and they were kind of agreeing with Ange like he could get injured at any point blah 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 but um, Kevin Kyle was kind of agreeing with two or three were saying on the pod that he didn't have to play him didn't need to play him it was a game that somewhere uh, maybe like the Morris game if he was just coming back fit just put him on the bench just play somebody else because you've got a cup final Sunday but you're going to always have a balance where guys are saying well it's a three points and important in a cup final it's mm-hmm. it's a pure it's a do or die situation that he's in. So, but I think Namora, 
I don't, I, do you know what I mean? Thought about a team for tomorrow because you don't know who's going to be playing. You don't know if he's going to drop one of the defenders and play Welsh. Is he going to keep the two at the back to, to rest one for Sunday? You don't know if he's going to play McCarthy for the beat on to again to rest him for Sunday. You don't know which going to be doing because you don't know who is fully fit. And the thing, the thing actually got a bit annoyed today, but I don't know if you noticed it, JP. Um, Anne says that Forrest was fully fit, but then he says, but we can only give him an hour. I'm sorry, but if I know you're not fully fit. That's just, I don't know what you take for that, JP, but if you can only play 60 minutes, you're not fully fit. Maybe put him on the bench and play half an hour, but if you can only play an hour, an hour of football, to me, you're not fully fit. Uh, I think, if it, in terms of Forrest, Ryan, I think he was meaning mayor today with fully fit as and he's ready to play, mm-hmm. but it was a long-term injury he suffered. So in terms of being able to play, who have been able to play and him being able to play is two different things. Because mm-hmm. we, we, we're, we, we're looking at Celtic fans' perspectives, looking at that, saying, if Andy's saying he's fully fit, but he can only play an hour, then how, why is he saying he's fully fit? Mm-hmm. I think it was maybe a wee bit misconstrued and maybe the big fella didn't use, you know, the proper explanation to in the moment to, 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 to kind of say what you mean. Mm-hmm. But I kind of look, at the bigger picture, I kind of go and I understood what he was possibly mm-hmm. meaning. Meaning he was ready to play, aye. Because I think people are questioning, why are you playing him and then he's breaking down? Mm-hmm. I think he's meaning that, well, he's ready to play. Trust me, my medical team and he's training well and it's arguing against, you know, he's not ready to play. But I think Anne's really meant he's ready to play, but because of the long-term injury, his body's not ready to play the way the way you know the way I really want him to play but he is ready to play and even his injury they still don't know what the hell's wrong with him crazy isn't it it's absolutely mental he's been half glitching his leg and through that's two scans he said now and they don't know they don't know what's wrong and he's as I say I, I, I personally it's all the same injury but see if you look at the injuries Jota hamstring mm-hmm. Forrest, his hamstring. Mikey Johnson, glitching his hamstring. Kyogo was only glitching his leg. When I seen it back on the telly, I recorded the game um, on Thursday night and I watched it when I get back in. And when I seen it back, I knew right away that's not a hamstring injury. Mm. Actually, he's just holding, he was holding the back of his leg just underneath his backside. Mm-hmm. So... And I knew right away, I went, that's no hammy, as in he's pulled his hammy here. Mm-hmm. He's maybe just felt a wee twinge. Mm-hmm. Mate, he bounced right off Big Carvalho. And I'm not being funny, I'm a big bit of a boy, but if I'd have bounced off Carvalho, I'd have felt that as well, do you know what I mean? He's a big rock-solid nah. man mountain a guy mm-hmm. with a massive frame and his shoulders. His shoulders are probably bigger than my head. Uh, so the wee man's, as Andy said, he's like a jockey compared to these guys. You know what I mean? So, I think they, they just the sheer... But don't forget, Kyogo was running fast. He was running probably near enough at full tilt when he scalped into him. Trying to win the ball. And he's maybe just felt a wee twinge in his leg. I personally don't think... I don't know about you boys, but I don't think Kyogo's injured. I think he's just... Took him out of the team now. Give him a rest. He's played 11 and a half months worth of football. Non-stop. He's not had much of a rest. Mm-hmm. We've got important, I've made important games coming up. Then I don't mean to be disrespectful, but then a, a game against Morrowolds, Celtic Park, and a trip to Dingwall. 
mm-hmm. when I mind the night. I think we've got more important games to play. But then, for me personally, as you say, Derbrang, if he's fat, you put him on the bench, but don't risk him. Mm-hmm. I think it's merrier us just to throw him in and expect him to come and hit full pelt in the middle of a cup final. Well, see, see as well, see obviously um, the last first time when he came on, he only done like a, it was like, it was like a 15 second warm up, mate. He came up, he jogged and went back down again. See, a warm up, you can't do that. That's, you've got to give the guy at least two or three minutes to get himself stitched off and warmed. His, that was the first time he actually jogged out, I'm sure. Did you see oh, the video was, with Visa Kobe? What's that, mate? Did you see the video with Visa Kobe? No. See, before, I don't know what he's like now with Celtic, right? But see, mm. Visa Kobe, apparently the players all travel themselves to the right, home okay, game. Right. Right? They, don't, they don't go in like a hotel and go on a match day bus and travel together. So what the wee man used to do is, is he used to turn up about an hour and a half before the game. And he's in one Before the players. And he used to stretch. Uh, see some of the stretches, the way Annie Esther explained it. It was like the Bruce Lee film when he's mm-hmm. bending his body into daft shapes and, you know, you're going, what the hell? How the hell could it? And apparently that was all part of his warm-up mm-hmm. and pre-match preparation. So his stretching techniques happen before he goes on the field. But so you don't know what he's doing. You don't know what he's Aye. doing in, in, you know, in the main, in the dressing room before. But you see the only thing we're doing that is, see, obviously, what he's, obviously it must be fantastic that he's doing, right? Mm-hmm. He's sitting on the bench for 20 minutes in a freezing cold night in Glasgow. He's going to stiffen up. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You know what I mean? Um, again, I don't know the situation... I like to think he's no wonder. I think I he's all right, though, because as far as I'm like to believe, yeah, Griff left a few boxes of tea cakes after the boys anyway to keep them nice and... I think they're picking over well, lads. Like, a, I mean. a, a wee tea cake, a wee, a wee, a wee hip flask at the side of tea. A wee hip flask, um, yeah. But I, I don't know, if, personally, I can't engage with Ange. Normally, you can engage with a manager's glint in his eye or a wee wink or something. You can kind of tell. I can't tell if he's going to be playing on Sunday or no. See, even if he's... As much as I'm saying I want my players to be fully, fully fit, right? It's a cup final, right? See if he's even 80%, I, I would shove him on the bench. So I, I think right away, right? See if he's on the bench or he's part of the squad, it gives the players a lift. And I, I like to think it would give Hibs a bit. I think you look at, oh shit, he is playing or he is in the squad. Similar, similar to, I would maybe say similar to the Edward situation where we beat the Angels in the final. Edward was probably nowhere near fit. And he came on the last 15, 20 minutes. And he seen right away, Golson was shitting himself. 
and he gets uh, uh, Was it Laura Fino? He actually, he actually gets the free kick. He, he stims Goldson and draws a free kick for Julian's goal. And the semi final? No, it was a final. Oh, a final, a sorry. Final. Ah, you're right, sorry, you're right. Ah, it was a cup final. Sorry. Talk shit, aye. Edward probably was fit to play that game. As soon as Edward came on, he got a foul right away, boom, and it brought the team up right away. And then obviously, I know Mikey Johnson missed the chance, but as soon as he came on the park, it lifted Celtic. And I think if he's on the park, I can't wait to make a comment on the group chat uh, two weeks two weeks ago or so last week. I don't think it's done any game, but as soon as Abada came on, Kyogo was. He lifted right up, man. Against United, was it United that hand? Aye, I, 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 I don't aye. know if I said it on the group chat. As soon as, as soon as, as soon as, as, as Abada comes on the park, Diogo looks like a different player. And that's nothing to do with Forrest or Jota or whoever. No, no, it's just it's a just, wee thing that they two have got gone together. Aye, um, it's just obviously a wee relationship they two have built up together. So I don't know what you think, Sam, but obviously we don't know if he's fully injured or he's fully fit. We don't know. I think Ange might, might be bluffing to find. Uh, play with the media we don't know we, we can't engage with these things but if he's fit for any sort of capacity for a game it's not going to I would say bring the fans a bit more positivity going into the game as well and I like to think that McGee has a bit of a, a bit of fear and we'd obviously give the squad a bit of a bit of lift knowing that he's might be able to play in some capacity Aye as you were saying like the, well, I know it's Hibs in this sense but the opposition will look at and go oh crap like he's there um, cause it was the same with the the Leverkusen game where they beat us four 0 I didn't like. I know they were close to coming back, but I didn't think he was going to throw McGregor and Kyogo on right for the start against Leverkusen. And the minute I seen that, that gave me a lift, and I was like, "All right, okay." I was like, "I'm feeling a wee bit more optimistic." And I was a big shock to me that night, Sam, in the stadium when I walked out and I saw you there, and I was like, "What the hell?" Aye, I'd seen it as well. When I looked at my phone, I was like, "All right, okay." I was I was really disappointed. I was like, "Mayor." sort of pleasantly surprised um, and obviously used to could probably sort of say like you look at it and go right I'll keep a wee bit nearer a chance now because you've got two of your best players back so even if obviously you're saying if he is at 70 80-90% whatever it is put him on the bench because again it gives everyday a lift um, and for talking sakes if we are sort of struggling a wee bit throw him on sort of fresh legs and obviously we all know the running he can do sort of in between the defence, so I don't see any reason why he shouldn't be on. That's just me personally anyway. See the thing for me, JP, is it's probably typical Celtic and typical just the way we are. They'll probably have nice strike on the bench tomorrow and they'll probably put Moffat or Dawson on the bench for the cup final. That's just the way Celtic are normally. They'll, he'll he'll oh. put a young boy on the bench. Um, see like tomorrow night's game, but a guy like, I know what it sounds like, JP, Moffat and Dawson might not even be on the bench, but that could be like we've said that, that could be a game where they won the last 10 minutes get a goal and it just lifts their boys careers it, that could be mm-hmm. a sort of game for them um, I think Ange might be obviously Henderson was on the bench other night um, he came on and scored he came on and scored then he, he was on the bench again yes, uh, Sunday for sure mm-hmm. so they've obviously done something right to, to continue to play on the bench will they be on the bench again will one maybe even come in I don't think Henderson will come in will Shaw come in maybe no but I, I think the only big changes might be up front um, but again we don't know if he, he might bring in Welsh and take away Vickers or Starfield and keep them because he might think if they get injured give anybody to come on the centre back and on the bench for Sunday so I know we're probably making this out to be a big massive dilemma but you, you've got to talk about it I, think, I, I like to think um, ideally I like to think the Mora should be a, 
I, I keep saying routine, but it should be routine when you've got the quality still. Um, you're going to have your backing for the fans, so you're not going to be able to lose count of any fans. You're going to have a backing of the fans, most of the stadium. I like to think most of the most of the possession under the lights and Dingwall. I like to think you've got Burn one. I'm not going to say comfortably because I don't care how we win. I just want to get the three points, get out of there and focus on uh, the cup final Sunday. I'm I'm assuming uh, uh, I would love nothing better to go up and get a couple of early goals, start putting them under pressure right away. I, I reckon if that happens then you, you could be looking at a, a very comfortable victory tomorrow. But like you say, mate, it's the kind of results are very far and few between, especially up in, up at Ross County. Uh, they do make it hard for you, they do regardless of what kind of personnel you've got, they still find a way to make it hard and lower you to that sort of level and before you know the game becomes a bit broken and you end up in a wee bit of a dogfight, you could end up, you know, as you say, you're suspect to try to put everything into getting up the park to score and you know, you've you've broke up the park and then all of a sudden right out of nowhere, boy Cook, Charles Cook's caught you in the break and he scored out of nothing. And that's usually the thing that totally deflates us and like especially when you're in the stands and like you, you, you'd be coasting 3-0 and then all of a sudden you get a goal mm-hmm. it'd be the hearts aye all of a sudden you get a goal and right before the death they make it 3-2 and it makes the game look a bit more or even in that there even unlucky and when it, when it wasn't when you look at all the you know the possession the stats and everything that it takes and I know people go possession doesn't win football matches it does quite a lot of the time because if you've got the ball on the other team haven't you there's more chance of you winning the other team. There's Aye. very far and few between the you get results where the team that don't outplay the other team ending up going on to win the game. It doesn't happen very often, in my opinion. I don't know. I, I'm not a specialist at it, but I would imagine that sort of thing doesn't happen very much unless it's one of the best counter-attacking teams in Europe. Uh, yeah, as you say, that's normally what would happen to us in Europe. Um, we would... Like, um, we've been, I can't mean what game it was recently, but Leverkusen, I thought the first half, we were very good. Um, and then obviously, the second half, they gave us a sucker punch. And it's typical Celtic, we go to one up. You've only cruising, but you've only under a lot of threat. And then boom, second, boom, third. And that is the reality that sometimes happens with Celtic. And doesn't really, as you say, is in, in Scotland, normally when you've got most of the ball. You'll have most of the chances like against Motherwell with most of the ball with the most chances. We go a goal eventually and we won the game. Um, mm-hmm. And as we say, it kind of flattered more where we won nothing um, at the game. And you, you weren't really in any threat. Apart from the last few minutes, it was a bit nervy, but apart from that, I thought it was a comfortable win. Um, but again, Sam, what JP says here, it's just about us getting the win. Um, but the thing is, I think there's a start, I can't remember exactly how many games it is, right? But I'm sure it's like 82, uh, 83 or 84 games, roughly when but then when we've scored first, we've won like 75 or 76 of the games and drew like six or something. In fact, there's something like that. We've, no, we've, no, we've never lost. We've no beat. We've no, we've no lost when we've scored first in the last 80-odd games. So, as uh, it's that kind of accounts for what JP saying, Sam. If we get the first goal, you're thinking, unless, unless barring a massive downfall or mistake for Celtic, like JP says, a silly long ball attack, which we can copy sometimes, you like to think you're going to go in one, two, three or four, but it's all big into three points. Aye, I, I totally agree with obviously what you and JP are saying. But as you said, I don't care 
how we get it. I'd like us to play well, don't get me wrong, but as long as we get the three points to take us on to the next, or I mean after the cup final, but the next league game after the cup final, that's all that matters to me. I I, I don't really care about much else. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I, I see as I see as winning comfortably, but as we've said before, it's Celtic, so we could easily have a major catastrophe. Don't think we will, but it's it's in our sort of playbook to do it. So, um, I, I I I don't see us losing tomorrow. But again, I, I've ate my words before, so I could might eat them eat them again. So we'll see what happens. Having the old mate. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I ideally, from my point of view, I'd like to say that we would. It's a, it's not a phone phone call conclusion, but I'm confident got me in one. But I think on shows like this, or even sitting in the pub, whatever else, you've got to look through every single avenue that could happen. What we've happened before, and you're thinking we should have the quality. But by rights, we should. Me, I know Rangers is obviously a harder game, but out with Rangers every game. I know you kind of want every game, but you should be going and winning two and nothing, three nothing. But that's football; it doesn't always happen. But technically, yep. with the players you've got. It should be, but we all know football. That's just not what happens in football. But obviously, uh, JP, the next European game, the Bodo Glimp. Um, I was, I know a few in the group chat were talking, and a few people on, few people on Twitter. I've seen actually were actually quite oh, good draw for Celtic. I'm wanting myself. You don't know nothing, man. <laughs> this team are very decent. They're up and coming. They're wise in Europe. They beat Mourinho's team, and Mourinho actually sent a very strong Roma team. Norway, don't forget it wasn't any scrubs, it was your, it was your top bifters. So, um, and the, we all know about obviously Williams done a good report on them. Um, and the highlights the dangers that we've got. Uh, me personally, I didn't want them, JP. Um, I think at home you've got a massive chance of beating them, but going there, I'm sure that they might be Astro. Am I, am I right? Aye, they are. So again, we all know we don't do well in Astro, especially in Scotland. It's going to be minus five, minus ten. It's going to be the Arctic Circle. It's going to be a tough game. So you've got to go there, in my opinion, with at least a 2 0 victory. To, I know people are saying, I know this is a different Celtic team than it has been in the past for going in Europe. Leverkusen, we've done well. And um, recently in Latch, we've done well against better teams. But it's it's going to be a tough game, JP. I think we will be. I think we should be able to do it, but it's going to be a hard task. I I totally agree with you, mate. Listen, any game in Europe is a tough tie. Um, European football is maybe not what it used to be. Maybe ten, fifteen years ago, where you maybe at the beginning you would take the manos side off, you know, your Linfields and maybe your some of your Irish teams. Um, they've improved now dramatically for when I'm talking about, but maybe your Victoria Gamareses and you know teams that are out that you've you've went away and smashed. Uh, but no, they're a Scandinavian team, so you, you know right away it's going to be a, a graph. Um, I think the fortunate thing for is is they actually don't kick a ball now to the players. Um, so they'll be they'll be playing us run about when we usually enter our qualifying campaign. Um, and the way the COVID things working, I'm not I'm not sure. Maybe William will know us himself, but I'm actually not sure as to how like how well they they're going to be able to organise friendlies because a lot of other leagues haven't stopped the way theirs has. 
So uh, it's going to be interesting, Ryan. Um, I think they are a, they're a very good side. Uh, they've got a very young attack-minded side, uh, being coached by a very young and forward-thinking modern-day type coach. Um, I think William put on and off is the, the the guy that's their you know their, their mental coach uh, mm-hmm. to get them all ready mentally for games and stuff. Uh, used to be a Norwegian Air Force pilot. Yeah, they don't come any tougher. I'll be honest with you. Like I can only imagine that right away. I mean, seen a wee glimpse of the video where they're all sitting on a table when the draw was made. They're all sitting flapping. So they, they they must think yes. Here we go. We, you know we're going to be right up for us. But you've got to look at. I know a few of the boys were talking in the group chat and they were saying, "Oh, this mob, you know, this could be dodgy." They'll be thinking the same, right? Because well, Celtic, uh, for me, that season, Celtic equipped ourselves really well, and they took the game to some really, really good sides, especially like that Leverkusen team uh, and the Spanish um, Betis, um, because. But I don't know if you guys have noticed for Thursday. See that? Is it Gillian Balak and Aye. some of the sports writers? They have, a, they have had an absolute doing for Thursday night mm-hmm. because of what happened. That was disgraceful as far as the Spanish are concerned. That was like Celtic's kids, they're calling it. And to go and lose a game at that sort of, at that level, that's that's totally unacceptable. Even Pellegrini came out and said it in the morning's interview. Yeah. So they're not happy, you know. And a lot of people see turning. People can say it was a damp, it was a dead rubber, it was a damp squib, it was this, it was that. You don't get any kind of games when you play with Celtic. Mate. We spoke about this before, and no, no, in my opinion, you don't anyway. When you play with Celtic, you're out there trying to win it for the cause and the people, and and that's it. And People are saying, oh, it'll be played like a pre-season friendly. Nonsense. Absolute nonsense. Mm-hmm. There was a European tie. There's coefficient points to be won. There was lots still to play for. You went about a pride. You ended up finishing nine points uh, in the group as well. Um, you look at the group overall and you say, the Leverkusen game away from home. You're up to one. You see that game out. We're not draw mm-hmm. for the Europa League and not the Europa Conference. But Bodo Glimp, no, they are a very good side. Uh, you've only got to look at their results. I think they've went the whole season unbeaten as well in their domestic campaign. I think so, mate. I've done well. Uh, and they just won the league game. Um, was it Saturday? They won 3 nothing. The weekend, mate. I. So, aye, they've got very good players. Uh, my only hope is that they lost some of their good players before we play them. No, not my only hope because you want, to see, you want to see Celtic playing against good players. You want to see good players come to Celtic Park. That's what you pay your 30, 40 quid to see. You've actually seen some quality coming and playing. I'm not saying Bodo Glimp's probably not a, the mouthwater in a, like your Paris and your Man's or your Man Cities or whatever, but they're a good side. They're a very good side, and I'm sure the other two ties will show that. Um, I'm really confident in my own team, though, and I think the other two ties, we might just have enough to, to, to get by the tie. If you look at, you're talking about potentially could be the three Japanese boys coming off uh, obviously in the January window maybe one or two else I doubt Angel Stoke there will be looking at others as well um, probably looking at a couple going out the door going the other way maybe to free up the wages to to, to get their signings but 
three. You've got to look at that as well. Not just, and then you've got to remember, got to, it's February as well, so we need to know how our squad's going to be sitting then. Mm. Uh, we're already being slaughtered with injuries here. That luck's going to change sooner or later for us. No, surely, surely to high heavens, that's not going to maintain its, the level it's gone at the new. Because we'll end up with a game of five aside if it's gone like that, you know what I mean, by the time that, the time that next round comes. But I, they, they are a good side. And uh, in terms of the draw, uh, to me, it doesn't matter who we get because if you want to, you want to beat teams. You've you want to win tournaments and win anything. I'm not saying that's what we're going to do, but if you want to, you get to these things to do well. If you want to do well, you need to beat teams that are put in front of you, and that's just the next one. As I'm kind of as much as I'm saying it'll be hard to. I'm just I've I've obviously got to talk for their perspective. I I didn't want them. I thought it'd be a very hard. Um, no, no impossible because it's no impossible. I'm just saying if it's one of the toughest ones I thought we could have got. Um, it was they were, I know Carabag might have been an easier one, but it's just travelling away there, the type of where they're going to go. It's just these wee things, the impact in game. People people might say it doesn't, but to me, I think it does. Um, but I think, Sam, the fact that JP mentioned there, a squad light might be a bit more heavier by the end of January. Well, if it's no, then the board definitely needs you up because we can all see, Sam, that Ange needs reinforcements. Obviously, there's a lot of talk about the Japanese boys. At least one or two can win back before the Rangers game. Um, again, it's all paper talk, media talk. And, um, they don't really know ins and outs, but we like to think there's a few can win right away. Um, so by February, you'll hopefully be tapping the league. I, I like, uh, hopefully, um, your team will be a bit more settled bit more pre- preparation to play these teams because we played Scandinavian opposition rough no Denmark sorry that's Denmark we played the summer Michelin we done no preparation and we probably should have still qualified so you're going in again maybe eight months later and seven months later better squad better prepped you know a lot of the team now so it's no as a daunting task gone away in Europe than it would have been at the start of the season so I think it's just all about us. If we play, I think if we play the best we can, Sam, I think you'll win the game. But they are a, it will be a very tough game for us, in my opinion. I, I, I totally agree with that because, as JP said, they've got a really good coach who has been linked with really, or no disrespect to Bodo, but he's getting linked with higher sort of ranked jobs and obviously he's at the now. So it shows he's clearly done something right with the team he's obviously currently managing. So, um. I, I, I'm with JP I, I, I back my team I think we will win it'll be difficult I'm not saying we'll steamroll it um, but I still think we'll win but it'll they'll make it obviously as difficult as they can both home and away um, and come then as you said I think we will be better prepared both tactically and sort of with the bodies that come in whether it be the three Japanese boys and whoever else comes in after that and as you say, if they if we don't have them in and whatever the reinforcements are badly needed, then the board need sort of crucified at that point. But I I'll leave it at that. Um, but I, I Bodo Club was one of the ones I, I looked at and I went, mm, they're a decent team. Like they I think they're underrated. Like people look at them and just think mm-hmm. it's a team for Norway. Uh, or no Norway because you said Michelin. A team for That's Denmark. Norway. That's Norway. Aye. Well, they're not, 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 not
But as we said today, like you look at players and teams like that, and you can unearth we underrated players in there. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The likes of your, uh, your cancer is obviously a bit healthier. Berkshire more than likely leave. So you've got players like that, so it'll be difficult. Pellegrino's quality, I know, I'm sure he's Brazilian. And they've got another boy, is it Solbakken? Solbakken. Solbakken, aye. He's really good as well. Aye. So as I say, they, they, like that, they, so. will bring, they will bring aye. quite a bit to the table, mate, I agree with you. Aye, so it's... But I, I, sh- I want slash should expect this to win at home at least, and as you said, we need to take a good sort of goal advantage over there to have any chance of qualifying, but I, I generally think the squad can do it. Because I, I know there's no goal, it's not a big stadium, they've got stuff like that, but like we say, the Astro, it's going to be a tough game. It does matter if you're playing Celtic Hartson, or I know Celtic Hartson have got an Astro, but it does matter if you're going to play Montrose or you're going to play Limestone in an Astro or even Barcelona in an Astro. An Astro for me, I don't like, I didn't like playing on it personally, and I know players don't like playing on it. it it's a kind of a lever, in my opinion. Um, just shows you Celtic, nine times out of ten, the Celtic Park will beat Limestown comfortably. But as soon as you go to in the Astro, it, it's, a, it's, a, it's a game changer. Um, people people say oh, it's all an Astro, it shouldn't matter, but it does matter when you're playing on perfectly laid pitches every day and you're no training. It's a big difference to these professional players. Um, but Is it not a bit different for, their, for the pitches here though, Ryan? I, it's, it's better like... quality, um, but obviously it's still... You're still playing in what shall we call? <laughs> I, I hate, I hate, I hate Aston. I, 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 like I, I don't like watching football on it, and that's one reason why we can even talk about it. The new getting away for this game, obviously, Saul back is a major player. But even you watch Scottish football and you had command up, you had your Hamilton's, and you're watching that the telly, you're like, no, it just looks shit. It just it's a shit quality, and it does. It just looks shit. Even though you're Celtic, you're thinking. The ball's not running fucking smoothly. The ball's bouncing up their players' feet. It's just not a, a true game of football. But as soon as you put Celtic command at Celtic Park, it's three or four nothing every day of the week. But as soon as you, you go there, what do you know what I mean? It's look at Big Julian. Big Julian got London Dykes. He's moved to because he made London Dykes look like Ronaldo. So I mean, so but I do agree with you, um, Sam. Definitely, it's I'm more confident. But you've obviously got to look at their side, and they will be a tough. A tough game, and I just I know some fans will probably want to make the trip. Obviously, with COVID rules, you don't know about the travel restrictions. If you can go to Norway, but if they're going to go to Norway, they may as well take a bank balance because it's like 12, 12 quid a pint. So I don't I don't get I don't get we got to this one. Um, I'm going to take a mortgage to go to Norway, but um, obviously, as you mentioned, JP Solbach and I think I know Berg. Uh, it's been a lot of people on Twitter talking about him. Celtic should get him because they don't even pay a lot of money from maybe a few million. He would slip, slip into Celtic, I would like to think, for his, his attributes. Um, but I think Solbacken, for me, is the one, I think he's, as Sam talked about, underrated players. Um, I think he's very, very good. Um, I know we've spoken to William a lot about him, and just everything about him, he's quick, he's direct, he kind of comes in off the side, he makes so much runs, and 
if he's still there, he'd be a he'd be a guy to watch out for. Aye, absolutely, mate. And by the way, we might be getting away with jail because they just they've no long like go another one. Uh, I actually think he might have went to Japan or China. Um, Casper Junker, his name is. Never heard of him. Mate. He was he was the centre forward. Um, were we not linked to him? I think we were, Sam. Briefly, uh, uh, but I think I might have just been about a bit of here saying, you know, he said mm-hmm. she said one of the ones. Um, I don't know how concrete that would have been because we've apparently we've linked with Patrick Berg as well, and and the only one that's kind of shown real concrete interest in him, which is absolutely mind blowing to me, is uh, RC Lens, which is just a merge today. Um, that the other ones that have came forward with you know a potential package for a boy because he's got into last series contract as well, and right. the boys even said in a recent interview that um, you know they might want to sell me, meaning. To me, that's a big come and get me plea, you know, that's mm-hmm. a, if that's not as clear as day, then I don't know what it is, but, uh, I, as I say, it could be, I would imagine they're no silly, I would imagine, you know, going with the way they ran, and the, the, the modernising of them, um, the way they work, they'll either be somebody to come in, or they'll have somebody ready, you know, ready to replace ready to replace these guys, whether they're, you know, good enough to to come in and ultimately challenge and show their, showcase their talent against Celtic or, because playing against Celtic's not easy for everybody, you know, like, you, sometimes you can games will bypass you. You might be a good player playing with Aberdeen and playing with Habs or playing with Murrow or playing with, you know, playing with Fennec Varos, but I mean, you come up against these, you know, clubs like Celtic who really test you with, in my opinion, an elite manager. Um, and I think he's proven that in his CV before he's even came to Celtic. Um, who knows how to change things in games, you know, we tweaks here and there, that we probably don't pay attention to that much. But mm-hmm. you go, oh, hold on a minute, he's changed. And then when you see it, you go, oh, that's clever, you know. And it just suddenly impacts the game made in your favour um, so that's what good managers do on the spot thinking they're proactive instead of reactive and that's what separates elite managers to your kind of middle of the road managers No I agree mate I definitely agree I think um, I'm just showing a lot better than we maybe thought because obviously <laughs> we've spoken about before a lot is new about for Australia but we didn't know the in-depth until we just heard the name. You obviously all looked about him and checked his Wikipedia and checked his YouTube. And I know he's got, a, I'm sure he's got a book out and stuff as well. So there's a lot to take for it going forward. But Ange, but obviously another topic that I think just not really spoke about. Well, it gets spoken about, but I don't think it gets spoken about in any depth. Sam is obviously the referees. Um, sometimes I try not to speak about it, but listen, I think it's just time to get spoke about because. It's not just about Celtic getting free kicks and fouls against us. It's a, just a it's a full it's a full referees situation. Um, ideally, I'd like to talk about obviously how to help them if it's full time, if it's VAR, if it's if it's mere eyes on the park. But is it as it having a third, a, a fifth official all the time? I know finances might stop that, but some of the decisions that. It's not just against Celtic, Sam, it's ridiculous. Um, 
But for me, we'll talk about obviously the weekend's game, Celtic game. We'll obviously message Celtic fans and Rangers fans are lying if they say they're not watching the games now because the league race is tight now. It's tighter than me personally I think it should be, but that's just the way football is. Rangers are we're back when the league can do it's basically close again. So you're watching each other's games. And I think if somebody said they don't watch the games, then I think they're maybe telling about pokey pies because most guys aren't if they're able to watch the games, but watch the games now because they want to see how bad that team's getting on, so you know what you're playing against and blah blah blah. But for me, the Hearts game, Sam, some of the decisions that went against Hearts, again, it's ridiculous. The penalty, I know it was half and half whether the ball was in the route, but the referee played on, so it's a penalty. If the ball was out and it was a goal kick, then obviously it's not a penalty. That's Michael Owen's shit I'm saying here. But that is... <laughs> I know that's how you start what I'm saying, but I'm just trying to say this, JP, that if the ball was out, fair enough, the foul would... It's no sense, it's a, it's a goal kick or a free kick, whatever it is. But the ball is new, so it's a penalty. It's a home ball. Clearest day home ball, right? Now, what I've to speak to you, Sam, is why was that no analysed for Hawthorne and sports scene? But Kyogo's thing was analysed, the other side was analysed. Oh, it was all the paper, all the press. Kyogo was this, he's cheating, he's diving, oh, but he's half side, and then you've Crawford Darling came out and talking about it. Where's Crawford Darling talking about the home ball it wasn't given? Is it there? No. So what's your opinion on that, Sam? Hit me. I can tell you're passionate about this, right? <laughs> um, I, 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 I'm with you. I could go on about it for hours, but, but like I was out on Sunday, so I never seen the like, the full extent. I seen obviously the the horn ball. I never seen anything else that might happen. But as you say, it's it's obviously Michael and stuff. But if it's, if that stays in, it's. I'm I'm like, partially blind, obviously, because I've got specs, and even like it's clear as day. You can see that. You can. It doesn't take an idiot with like a pea brain to work it out that that's horn ball. Like yeah. his hands down here, his side in an unnatural position. See if you're like that. Put your hands behind your back, because yeah. you know it could play it in, and then obviously your horn sitting there, and it might be it might be a horn ball. And it's just, and then obviously you're saying with the Kyogo one, and that gets scrutinised. Not even just in sports, and just across the whole media in general. Mm. As you say, where was that for Golden Horn Bar? It's, it, it's, I don't know if they're just pulling the wool out of their eyes to just look at ours and then obviously no look at any, well, not just Rangers, but I'm just talking about anything else. I know we were talking about that one in particular. But why not scrutinise that? I, I agree with you, it's just, it's, ba- like, it's baffling. They don't scrutinise it because it doesn't suit their agenda, mate, that's why. Aye. No, I know, but my point is like, you need to like you need to be but I know people support teams with just the white but you need to be biased. Um, unbiased, sorry, I should say. You can't you can't scrutinise one and no scrutinise the other. But as you say, it doesn't fit their agenda. So and then I know we obviously went and made a complaint about Crawford Allen coming out of the bowels, so at least it showed a wee bit of sort of fight. Again, I reiterate the, the wee bit. <laughs> I can I keep going about through so but I it's it's madness. It's genuinely madness. But it's I'm not a, just that. There's been other ones. The only reason I'm pointing that out, it's not, obviously because it, for me it was a penalty heart street, but the only reason I'm pointing that out is because there was no big media about that. There was nothing about that. There was no sports scene analyst. But as soon as Celtic got an offside goal, which let's be honest, it was maybe offside, but it was touch and go. It was tight. Mm-hmm. For, you can look at it for different angles and it's miles off and some angles it's no. But that is a clearest day home ball. It's an unnatural position. 
you've got to be you've got to be calm for it. You've got to be screaming for it, right? Um, and then again, right, and the, the red card that uh, happened to Janelli, it's a red card all day long. It's his own fault for going to Barry, it's the referee. But then again, they're two nothing up, but hearts are on the on the attack, they're under pressure, red card. Nick Walls, three games, three red cards, doesn't matter for red cards or no, some record, JP. Aye, he's consistent, I'll give him that. Um, consistently shite. I will. As any striker we were looking for that sort of fluency, mate, I'd imagine. Um, but no, it's shocking. It's absolutely shocking. And by the way, maybe that game aside, but it becomes apparent when they're banging trouble in situations, they're helped and they're helped in a dramatic way that impacts the other team or impacts the result of the game. Aberdeen 2 nothing up at Ibrox. And they get a penalty for a guy who turned into fucking a Tom Daly impersonator. But well, how the hell was that a penalty? That's another one you could go on about. How was that not brought up in the media for two or three weeks down the line? The Ryan Portis sending off. Shocker. Haribo does it in another game. Mm-hmm. It's the same tackle as... Uh, what was there in the actual game that Portis is sent off by the way Hibs have won nothing up there in the actual game that Portis is sent off the it's a big lad they brought up for you know, Sheffield United which is in Lundstrom he makes the same challenge on somebody else not in a booking just a word in his ear the game at Celtic Park on Sunday Big McGabby. Oh, a challenge like that. I don't even know what he tried to do. That was one of the He just takes Big Rogic right here again. See, that was McGregor that made that challenge on one of their boys. I don't mean a yellow card. Starfield made one challenge. His first challenge at Paradise to get back to it. It's not even, uh, you know, it's maybe once or twice or, you know, the old cliche, it's an honest mistake. Well, you must not be very fucking honest because you're making several honest mistakes. And listen, like you're not, honest, he's, the honest is dripping out, you know what I mean? And I'm, I'm no one just to say this is about Rangers and this is because obviously no. I'm, I'm, highlighting, I'm highlighting this because I watched the game. I've seen one, right? It's a clear perfect one. Perfect one, mate, you're going to see there. Ojo, up at Tanadice. I was going to mention that right. one, I don't know why. He leaps right out of the back and the United fan gets up and slaps him in the head. And he, he actually squares up to the guy. All right, maybe he shouldn't have done that bit yet. But that didn't want it. And I said, you've got to protect the player. Exactly. And Bobby Madden just think the card. He had to be charged for that, I know. For doing that. Dojo. Uh, I know. This is another thing I know, Sam. See, whenever the referees do anything wrong, and when they go away and they analyse it, and then they come out publicly and they say, <laughs> you know what, I get that wrong. I'll, uh, I'm sorry. Sorry, you've just cost, you know, but your guess what? You've just cost a team points and you've cost, cost a result or you've cost a player points on his, on his, uh, his behavioural list, mm-hmm. on his, your point system, where he could be banned for an important game next because of your incompetence. And referees don't seem to be getting any retrospective punishment. Mm-hmm. Because if any other rotten at our job, we're punished for it. 
there be any difference just because they're at that flight of football. And I agree with you, Ryan. I think any top-level football, Premiership football, should have VAR. It should be mandatory now at the top level in each game. If we want to talk big about our game, then we should have what comes with being big on our game. It's similar we say Celtic need to modernise the club to move forward, move forward as a football club and Celtic need to change way football. I know finances might be the thing with Scottish football, but Scottish football has got to modernise and go with football. As much as some of don't want to be there, it's going to help the referees in some capacity. And I think it will take a bit of flack after referees. I know it's not a decision that would amount to be but I think, Sam, I don't know if you've seen it, if you if you have you seen it about uh, the one with David Tumble at the corner? Aye, aye. That, that was aye. unbelievable. I, mean, I, I never that, saw that. Right, right. I actually thought the ball wasn't on oh, the line, right. and that's how we made him take it again. Aye, so it, that's, at my, that's at my end, right? I was standing right in front of it, sitting down, watching it. Taylor starts the ball, he went away, and Tumble's ran with the ball. No, take it again. Mm-hmm. David Tumble is not going to put a ball down and run with the fucking ball. It's no, he's not going to do it. I know, he, I know he's. I know football players can be a bit silly, right? But he's not going to put a ball down and run my ball for any reason. He's never done it. He's never done it. He's not going to do it. And even Greg Taylor and Tumble like to referee, are you are you kidding me? I've touched it. I've touched it and moved away. It's mm-hmm. the old classic corner, Sam, that everybody knows. When you do it once, you don't do it again because teams catch, won't they? It happens at amateur football and junior football all the time. You try it once, it pulls off. After that, you don't do it again because the team knows that you're going to do it. Murrayville didn't know what Celtic were doing. Celtic were just about to take a corner with Tumble and the ref pulls it back. Maybe it's a mistake, but you're, you're, you should be watching the game. You should be watching that corner and you've missed it. The, fo- the, lines, the two linesmen have not seen it. It's, that's, that's no incompetent. That's just poor refereeing. Um, I couldn't believe it. And I thought the referee, Sam, because you won the game, it's not a talking point. But... I thought that I'm not, I'm not why I sit and criticise the, the guy person because that's their job and they're trying their best. We all understand they're trying their best, but the referee was no very good, and that is me being lenient. I thought he was very poor. As JP says the yellow card on Mugabe, just can I, can I either yellow card on O'Donnell, the Stamash, the one for Hart, I can remember a red card for the one the guy kicked Joe Hart, and he get booked back from maybe a red card. Again, I was like myself, he's going to send you hot after you. That's what I was thinking. I was like, no way he's going to send it. But again, he gave him a book. So, I obviously, we're more than a sound about decisions against us or decisions that are no well for us. And, but even St. Munler getting decisions against him, Motherwell at Far Park and Guy, it's, it's just something's going to change. And I don't know if that is going to be full time. Is it VR? Is it Gainham? I don't know what we can do to make it better. Is it... Is it getting foreign referees to help it? But at the end of the year, I can't remember you doing that. I don't know what you do, Sam, but something's got to help these guys as much as we're giving them a bit of a, a slagging here. In the hand, you're trying to talk to try and get them help by doing whatever it is we need to do because it's not going to help the Scottish game if we get better referees because you're going to get a better quality of football if it's no stop, start, stop, start and silly bookings all the time. Aye, I don't disagree with that because, like, again, I... I we're criticising them, but that is their day, their, their job. At the end of the day, they are trying their best, as you say. But you you look at some of the decisions and across all games again, not just us, and it's absolutely madness. But 
I, I only use ours as an example because I only watch our games. I don't necessarily watch any other like, game in Scotland. Um, it's just an old one I was going to bring up. I know it get eventually turned into a red tier, but the butcher one on Turnbull at Tannadice. At first, at first, that just gave us a yellow. Horrifying yeah. when you see it back about five it's times. Just, it's, just a, it's just a bit of a... It's just a bit of a find that the compliance officer wakes up for a change IP, yeah? Aye. Aye, definitely. But then, then, then you go, Sam, you've just said that. What happens to the referee? Because he got it wrong. And he's, he's not even far away from it either. So how can he How can he say that's only a yellow card? But I get, right, I understand, right, people are probably screaming it in the comments and all that, the new or whatever. Um, they're probably screaming, no, they only get one view at it, they can only see it the once and blah, 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 which is fair enough. But you, as a referee, surely you're, you're, you've got to position yourself so that it gives you the best possible opportunity to see what's happening in front of you. And I don't know if it's... Sooner or later, it's going to be called... Once or twice you could go... Right, you know, that was a wee error, that was a mistake, okay, an honest mistake, right, fair enough. But it's the same mistakes that are happening time and time again. And by the way, it's the same referees that keep making the same mistakes. So, sooner or later, there's going to be a higher panel on SFA to say, right, what exactly is happening here? Why do, you keep, why do you keep making the same errors? Why do you keep breaking up the play every two minutes? Why are you not letting it go? Why do you keep, you know... Because that was it you and Anderson, isn't it? I've never even heard them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The guy was refereeing in Sunday at the Celtic game. And uh, I mean, even me daft things like, no, no, you know, back here, no, no, back there, no, back, what? just really slowing the game down and stopping any sort of real momentum for going. Like, and then, like, there we go. We talk about decisions, right? Referees, the Aberdeen game. I think it's Dylan McGeoch. Dilly Daly's on a shy. It might have been Johnny Hayes. It's one of two of them. Dilly Daly's on a shy. Bobby Madden gives him so long, eventually he ends up getting a body select. The same thing was happening on Sunday. Yep. And the ref just kept going like that. Now, how many times as well in the first half did the boy Liam Kelly... Waste time. Waste time. As soon as Joe Hart did it once, the ref's like that. Yep, yep. On the whistle. Move, move. <laughs> like, it's just... It's unbelievable, man. See, see the high I'm beginning to think now it's just... But see the high the rest and a different, a different set of standards for the team in green and white. And that, that's the, the way it looks. But see the high eyes people are going to think, oh, he's... Or, if, if people listening to this or watching YouTube, whatever, they'll think, oh, he's a talking baloney. But being honest, we're no here when it comes to that game you were just saying there. I was at the end, obviously, for the William the, Kelly, the, the, the second half. And he was wasting time, but the first half when Celtic just before we scored, he was wasting time all the time. Every goal kick, it was 25 seconds, taking his time. But as soon as Celtic were wound up in the last 10 minutes, Joe Hart was he, he was wasting a tiny bit of time, as you say, hurry up, play, play. Mm-hmm. And and even 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 the even at the end of the game, it was only two minutes they played. They played more than two minutes, I'll tell you that. It was a lot more than two minutes they played because Definitely. everybody next to us was saying, blow up, blow up, blow up. I'm thinking, they're going to score here. And I, don't, I just, I know, we're, I know we're getting them jipped here, JP, but 
see, even the one that baffled me the most, right? The first half, I seen it in the Birmingham. I'm sitting the other stand for us, James Forrest. Mm. That's a corner kick any day of the week. I seen it from fair way back there. And he, a goal, and he gets a goal kick. He gets a goal kick, exactly. But, but, but the best it is, you've got two officials seen that and they can't even give it. I've so just seen that other ball in front of me, the linesman. And so, I think, so, I think so, it's Tony Watt who plays it right across the box. But mm-hmm. they've been doing it your end. Aye, it was, it was a goal kick and he gave a corner. And he gave, he gave him a, he gave him a, was it a corner or a throw? And he gave, him, he gave the ball to him and it was Celtic ball. And you're like, what are you doing? Like, it's one of the ones as well. Try right? and hide that if you're no. You see the referees. So blatant. As much as the referee might not be, might not be able to give the right decision, that's where they two come in and try and help. They're 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 four extra eyes to see. So yeah. if they are then, I know I don't know if that would be able to give the James Forrest situation, but see see if I talk say that that led to Motherwell goal. You're going to ask your heat as much as you're still going to defend the the long ball and whatever else. But that's yep. been you in possession of the ball, and that one you've happened. So, is it Sam? Do you is it is VAR the only option you bring in, or is it to, to try and get better referees in the country? Which how do you, do you train them up better? Is it? I think it's all due to money. Personally, I think it is money. Money's a big thing. Obviously, a bug at the referees, but I think VAR personally, I don't want it to come in. But I think it's got. To, I know actually, I'm contradicting myself. I don't want it to come in because. It's the hassle it takes to get it done. See if it comes in and it's done quick and it's regimented and it's a routine and it's done right away. Boom, get it in. But see all this waiting two or three months for a goal. It kind of ruins the game. It stops and starts the game. But if we can get it down south, Sam, they're getting a bit quicker now. I've noticed. So see if we can get it in here. If it is next season, the, the decision's made right away. Within 30 seconds, it's gave. Boom, I'm ham off for it. I'll, I want VR in because not just for Celtic, not just for this against Rangers. In Scottish football in general, I think it's going to help the referees. But there's got to be something done because it's no fair on the referees. Us having to look through games again and jip all the time because they're not getting the right decisions. And again, we're only getting them jip because we're only fans. We can only see what's on the park. And what we think is wrong, we've got to go on platforms like this or platforms, talk to your pals in the pub. You've got to talk about it because I don't think it gets put out enough, Sam. No, I totally agree because... I even think, obviously, you were saying about bringing foreign refs in, just like a quick sort of point. I Because, for example, the ref in the Betis game, I thought had an absolutely abhorrent game. Mm-hmm. I didn't, I thought the decisions they gave against it, like, against us, that were horrible. So, I don't even think bringing in foreign referees will help. I think, I get it, again, as you said, it's money, oil boils, don't it? But I think, no, it, it, VR needs to come in. It needs to, because in the long run, it will help Celtic don't want to even talk about them, but it will help every single team in Scotland because mm-hmm. the decisions will be fair because they'll be able to be looked at. It won't be just a quick sort of look and whatever and people screaming at you and then you get a decision. Um, and as you say as well, like if it's quick and whatever, then I, I'm all for it. I think I read a wee while ago, it's the system they used in the Euros that they would have brought in, so that is kind of quick like it would, well, when it was used it was quick so mm-hmm. um, again if it's done like that and if it's done right I'm all for it I don't know what your opinion is obviously in the full VR uh, JP but obviously the opinion of, what, what do you think is the best thing to help the referees is it is it go to David how they're obviously I don't know I don't know how the referee um, 
coaching is or the qualifications. I don't know how that comes in. I don't know what they do, so I can't judge that part of it. But even, even I don't know if it's because football's changing, JP, when it comes to... See, I, I've, I've not played for four years, right? but see, when I played, a, a wee touch, even yourself, it wasn't a foul. But see, now, as soon as people get a, a bit of contact, they want a penalty, they want a foul. Just because there's contact doesn't mean it's a fucking free kick or a penalty or a whatever. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean that at all. It's got to be clear. It's got to be a foul. Just because I, I nudged. See, I see that I nudged now. It's a foul. And you're thinking, are you kidding me on? These guys are athletes. Their core should be absolutely ripped solid. They shouldn't be falling just like a sack of totties. And referees, again, players are calling referees. Ah, ref, boom. Free kick, penalty, yellow card. The referees need to be stronger and be more vigilant and go, you know what? No, that's not a foul. But again, it's because some of these referees haven't played football and don't really know what is a proper foul and what's no. Because if you played football, some of the decisions you see getting engaged, IP, you're thinking, if that happened 10 years ago, that's that's nothing. But now, mm-hmm. but nowadays, nowadays, when you fall through somebody, but you get the ball first, or a red card, but, but you've got the ball first. So... He's fall through, momentum's taking a guy through, so he's no doing that with a fibble. He's got the ball first and he's fall through something. So how's that a fibble? It's, I don't know what we need to help JP, but for me, something's got to be done and it's got to get spoken at me. No, just to criticise him, to help him, because something he's done. No, but a lot of the criticism is justified, uh, Ryan, because their decision-making's just all plainly down to guesswork. And some of them seem what they want to see. So a lot of it is justified and, you know, People might look at us and say they're just talking one load of waffle and like, you know, they're just sure grapes because they're Celtic fans and blah blah blah. No, it's not really, because we're not actually just mentioned Celtic the other night, we've mentioned other games as well. Um in terms of helping the refs, I, uh, I, I don't know what you would do, mate, because I think it's been spoken about previously for years and you know, this and that, and you could do this and do that. I don't think form referees as, as Sam says. Because a lot of times when you when you play in Europe, a lot of the referees, well, they sort of know that you, you're not walking away going, well, the ref had a good game tonight. Mm-hmm. You know, there's always something happens in the game. <laughs> Especially now, well, now that now, now I've got VAR, <clears throat> and I'm, I'm all for VAR. Um, VAR can sometimes... Well, the, You've got to remember as well, it's the guidelines that they're given. Not that we... Not that we... I'm saying, it's the people that... It's the guidelines that the referees and the officials are given. You know, we we might throw our opinion and say, ah, it's never offside and it's never... But now, you know, they draw that line and, you know, it's all down to the finest of points and they measure it through... There's like a graph on scale, on screen and... It's right into fine detail with VAR. So, what we think is offside, maybe no offside now. And what we think is onside, maybe no onside now. So, mm-hmm. as I say, but um, I think it doesn't help with this because the guidelines for UEFA and other governing bodies keep changing on, you know, offside rules and this and that and other wee rules all keep changing. And it's uh, you know, they're just getting used to one set, and then it's changed again for the following season. Then you, you look at the substitutions as well. And some competitions you can play five, some competitions you jump back to three, and 
So the refs have got quite a lot to keep in mind as well. And as I said earlier on, they only get one look at a decision. And they've no go, especially here. Everywhere else has got VAR. And that's where we're lagging behind. We need VAR. And VAR will put a stop to, as what Sam says, the weird teams. They're going to benefit from VAR. Because you look at John McLaughlin, he was the last man twice. Mm-hmm. On two different occasions, and he pulls a boy down, he's only yellow carded. Somebody says to me, ah, there's a new rule now, you know, the last man rule, and all that, blah, blah, blah. I say, don't talk one load of baloney. He's a last man, he's pulled a boy down. Mm-hmm. It's a red card, he stopped a goal scoring opportunity. And no matter, I've played football as well. That is a red card all day long, every day of the week, twice on a Sunday. And all right, then do you get a penalty? Uh, and they miss a penalty. But momentum changes when the goal is set. If the goal is sent after, momentum's all mm-hmm. changed again. So the decisions need to be done properly. And regardless if you're the team that commits it or the team that's been presented it, um, a fairer way of doing it would be to bring VAR in, especially in Scottish football. And as Sam says, uh, I think the announcement's been done and it's not happening now until after the World Cup. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know. I don't know if they're going to wait till they just the end of that season or they're going to try and implement it for, for the World Cup finishing and all the domestic campaigns. All. Mm-hmm. And by the way, what a palaver that's going to be. I know whether, how they're going to fit all that in Champions League, Europa League, Europa Conference. They've got that many competitions now that they I don't know how they're going to... And then a fixture backlog of all your domestic... Uh, what you're going to miss between December and January. It's a, it's a crazy... It's, a, it's, it's going to become a crazy world, the football world next year. I see the thing um, as, as well, obviously, you're saying that. Would... Do you think it'll be... I don't know... Do you think it'll be in every SBL, uh, every top division? Sorry... I'm, I'm here. Every every club in the top league in Scotland, you think the VR will get in, or do you think it might just be just Celtic and Rangers and maybe a it's half? It's the Scottish Premiership now. No, it's the Scottish uh, every, right. in Scottish Premiership. So all, all the teams who are in the Scottish Premiership will have access to the VAR. The club is just taking as well, right? It's a wee thing I've just kind of thought of there as well. It's, obviously, we're talking about Sam, how... They need to be maybe coached better or whatever the day training wise, right? It's the guys, JP, you're not a bit older than me, so you'll know who I'm talking about. Your guys like your Dallases, your other guys who are Dougie McDonald's, the guys who are lied, they're all coaching these guys. So you're getting failed referees to coach referees. How does that work? As you, if that was me, if that was me or you, Sam, in your jobs, guys who are hopeless at their jobs, teaching you to be your job. You're going to pick up their traits, you're going to pick up what they're doing. Are you going to be a, a top quality, whatever you're doing? Probably no. So, is it help they need for them? Well, obviously, I'm saying, I'm saying my field referees, right? They've refereed at the top level in Scotland, so they obviously had something, right? But we all know Dallas was Dallas was a top ref as any was a European stage. That's what I'm saying. So, I can't, I'm, went on I'm, not going to, I'm not going to say they're field referees, but when it comes to some of the decisions they made here they were pretty shocking. So if they're giving that advice to some guys that are coming up, it's not going to help them. So is it, is it maybe referees? Maybe 
different cultures of referees to come in and I don't know what you would do, Sam, but just it's the last wee bit on it because I don't want to have it too long, right? But there must be something to be done if it is. I think they are, Sam, might be the only option. Aye. As I said earlier, I think it is because you could bring foreign referees in, but I still don't think it'll help. Mm-hmm. Because, as JP said earlier, many times you get away for a Celtic European game at Parkhead or if you're watching it in the telly or whatever and think, right, that referee had a decent game. Most of the... Because you're never... Nine, nine times out of ten, you're never going to get a referee that has, gets the right decision every single time. So, but many games do you look at and go, he had a decent game. Not very rarely. Very so, rarely. I, I think... As I've said before, again, VR is the only option. Is the, there's nothing else I can think of anyway. I think I think be free freeze here. Um, don't know what other fans or listeners are listening to. It. I don't know what they would think. And obviously, debate themselves. But for me, I think VR's as I say, I'm more fan of it. But if it's done properly, set out properly, and obviously everybody knows about it, what's going to be happening every game, I think it's got to be done. Um, and obviously, I could debate about the referees here, but the last few bit on the morning JP, which are predictions and thoughts about tomorrow? Uh, prediction wise, uh, I think it'll be a tough game. I think again, you, you get one nothing at Celtic Park there tomorrow. I, I don't know if it's just me, but I've noticed we, we seem to do play better, a bit better when we're away from home. Mm-hmm. Um, it's as if a wee bit of pressure comes off is when you know the, there isn't a full 62,500 there uh, screaming at us one way or the other but I, I do think we, 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 we're a better team away from home than we more so than we were at home uh, I tend to think when we're at home we don't maybe start as fast as what we do away from home and under hands all the games if you look back the games that we've started really sharp and a lot of games when we played away from home. If you look at AZ Dalkmar, we scored right away. Benic Varos, we scored right away. Um, I think Midtjylland that game came, uh, McGregor's goal came quite early in the game earlier, I know. So, as I say, and then domestically, but for me, the Aberdeen game was a big turning point in Pretodri. We hadn't won away from home in quite a long time. Performance-wise, the best we've seen, probably Tanadags. Close second track was maybe the one at Easter Road. Uh, you're looking at half time. Hibs fans were actually leaving that game. Mm. And before that, Hibs were flying. You know, the, 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 they were like Hibs and Hearts were sort of neck and neck with one another in the league as well at the point. And, and Hibs took a bit of doing off us that night. It could have been a lot more than just a few goals. Uh, so again, that was another great away from home performance. I, I pretty much want the same, right? To be honest, I, I would like us to start on the front foot. Take a game to them, try and get an early goal, maybe a, a couple of early goals, and then just game management for there. Don't do anything stupid and turn up. Turn up will give ourselves a chance. These games are so vital. If you want to win a league, you're trying to challenge for a league. These games, you need to, it's not about playing pretty. No, for me, it's about the end result. It's about three points. Come down the road, try and not get any more injuries if you can, if you can help it. We've got a cup final on Sunday and let's try and give a boost before we hit the cup final. That means you need to no play a couple of players and give a couple of the younger boys that come in and show the good hunger and the Real Betis game, then so be it. But 
let's try and get a positive result and look forward to the cup final on Sunday. I think I'm worth about the same as you, mate. I think it'll be a hard game, but um, if we want to continue the way we're going, then three points are must. I'm with you. Football these days, as much as we want to play top quality football and fast flowing football, I couldn't care if it's a 94th minute smash. As long as you win, they get the three, three points. I, I couldn't care. Um, I think obviously the top point will be who's up front, but I think no matter who we play, Sam, I think it's just all about us. If, as JP said, if we turn up to what we know and what we can, then you like to think Celtic won, won the game. Aye, I totally agree. It's for me personally, it's more a case of what we day well rather than focusing on the other team when obviously we as fans and everybody else knows what our strengths are so um, as JP said I'd, like, I'd love us I'd love us and I think we will take the game to them uh, and they all we can to get a good result I'd love us to play good football but again as JP said it does they need to be pretty and if it means grinding out a 1 or 2 nil win whatever it is um, then so be it and as we said earlier as well as long as we get the three points get back down the road for that cup final that's ultimately all that matters I think mate I think that's really the, the kind of topic of the full week really get three points move on to the cup final which is again first of all the, of the season so again it's a massive week I would say for the season um, if you don't get a win against Ross County and you don't win a cup final Everything we've really done, you've you're on a back burner again. So I think it's a massive week for us. Um, get get two wins and that, it puts you <laughs> momentum again, further forward. And again, thanks again, lads. JP Sam. Hopefully we're talking about another victory for Celtic and a good performance. But hail hail, lads. Take care. Cheers. Hail hail, right. Cheers. Hail hail, Sam. Good night, boys. Yeah.